Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. As all of you fanatic football fans are certainly well aware of, the NFL's draft was held this past Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I'm here to say, thank goodness it's over. I take two things away from the draft. One, it's a whole lot of fun, indeed. And two, It's also sheer madness. Yes, madness. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. Look, I love the NFL. I'm involved in it, been covering it close up over 30 years. I enjoy it. I'm involved in it. As you know, I do the Giants pregame show. I've been involved with the Giants for a long time. But the draft, it's a different beast. It's a different beast. And I'm not here today, folks, to really go through. I'm not going to go through the Jets draft, the uh, the Giants draft. And I'll I'll just say this. In my estimation, both local teams uh, did outstanding. In my estimation. But you know what? I'm not a coach. I'm not a scout. All right? Not a coach, not a scout. I'm a sportscaster, a broadcaster. I'm not, I repeat, I'm not a coach. I'm not a scout. And neither are the fans. And neither are the so called experts, be it on TV, be it on radio, be it print. Yeah, we cover the sports, we cover the teams, we cover the league. But when it comes to assessing talent, okay, assessing the talent, we're not experts. I've said that all along. I will say it again. I don't, to me, this just doesn't apply to football. To me, it applies to all the sports. But, we're just talking about the NFL draft now, so I'll stick with that. So I'm not going to go down, like I said, Giants did great in my estimation. Um, Jets did phenomenal, had an excellent, excellent draft. But but I'm not here to go up and down on that. I'll just have one other thing to say a little bit about the Giants, uh, their new hierarchy. But But having said that, What I got a kick out of the draft, and it happens, the lead up to it, not for a day or two, for weeks up leading up to it, in particular, though, the last week. Oh, my goodness. This guy, they got to take this guy. They got to take that guy. Talk radio is absolutely dominated by it. I I get, I understand, you know, ESPN and and certainly the NFL Network, that goes without question, uh, all these cable sports things i get it because that's what they do but it's it's almost to the point of ad nauseum and the reason i say that i'm I'm not talking about the broadcasters ad nauseum ad nauseum i'm talking about the subject because everybody talks 
And, and, you know, I'll, I'll even say, you think all these people, you think all these people on ESPN are all studying every one of the tapes that they have to say on all these guys. We're, we're talking about seven rounds of drafting, seven rounds, 32 picks in each round. Okay? You think all these people are studying all these people? Give me a break, will you please? Really? And even if they are studying, if I'm studying, I, I mean, yeah, I, I understand football, I understand plays, but I don't know the intricacies of what a professional pro scout who it's his everyday job to just concentrate on that, or a professional coach or GM. I don't know what they're thinking, what they're saying. I don't know. I just don't know. And I'm not going to make believe that I do know. Maybe that's the difference with me. I'm not going to make believe I know it all. And, And certainly... What, what ends up happening during this period, it becomes a domino effect. Joe Blow on said station says one thing, and then Joe Schmo in the newspaper says another thing, and then Joe Blow goes and puts it all together, scrambles it up, and this is be- what's fiction or guessing becomes fact. It's crazy. It, 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 it's absolutely crazy. You, you know, I would hear all the fans calling up this radio station and that, and they're calling up WFAN here in New York and, you know, ESPN. And, and my God, they got to take this guy. to. Well, this guy does this, and he's an edge rusher, and he's very good, you know, uh, between the lines and opening up the lanes and, and you know, his stance and, but, you know, an offensive tackle, and but can he play guard because his movement is this, his lateral movement, the way he plants his feet, his, his, come on. You're not studying it. And, and, and I say this all the time. You know, I, I liken it, th- th- this happens, as I said, in all sports. I know we're just talking about the NFL draft now, but it, it's like with baseball. You think all of these guys, when they're forming their opinions uh, on uh, on let's say somebody was drafted or they're they're forming their opinions on the guys in the minors let's say in double a a ball double a triple a i'll tell you what you think all these baseball writers who are covering let's say the mets the blue jays the the yankees the dodgers the the, the phillies whoever you think all the major league baseball writers you think they're going down to the minor leagues and watching these guys? Because they're not seeing them other than in spring training. So when they offer these opinions, the, the, the opinions are based on what? Based on somebody they spoke to. It's not with their own eyes. And to me, that's what a lot of this NFL draft is. And these mock drafts, to me, are absolutely hysterical. Hysterical. hysterical Malik Willis from what I understand a fine outstanding young man quarterback from Liberty Liberty not USC 
not Alabama, not LSU, not Notre Dame, Liberty, okay? Liberty. Some mock drafts had him picked as high. He was going to go as high as number two. Number two overall in the draft. Not number two in such and such around. Number two overall. The second pick. uh, Yeah, mock drafts had that. And all I kept hearing about him. All I kept hearing about him was how talented this young man was. How he was going to go high. I mean, he played at Auburn for a couple of years and then he transferred to Liberty. When you, Liberty, like I say, he put up numbers at Liberty. He didn't put up numbers in the SEC, the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, he put up over 2,800 yards passing, 27 touchdowns, just under 900 yards rushing. He was picked not second overall. He was picked 86th overall. That's right, in the third round. And I'm not mo- I'm not knocking, I'm not mocking Malik Willis. You tell me why he was going to be picked by experts in the mock draft, in mock drafts. Explain that to me, because I can't understand it. Why? Because he impressed at the combines. Okay, let me tell you something about the combines, if I haven't told you already. Com- combines are fine for certain things. You know what they're good for? They're good for a guy, for 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 the Joe Shanes, uh, the Brian Dables, the Joe Douglases, Rob Sellers. It's good for those guys to go, you know, take a look at people. For a quarterback to show that he's got a strong arm, that's fine. Okay, so if he can throw a ball 75, 80 yards, great. I want to see what he can do when he can throw a ball with somebody in his face with a fire-eating onrusher coming down at him. That's what I want to see. Just like when it comes to receivers. I don't need to see a receiver catching a ball without somebody on his ass. Like, like when they say the guy's, how high can he jump? I, any putts can jump high. I want to see how high a, a, a guy can jump to catch a pass with somebody on his back. When he can, I want to see how a guy can grab a ball, snatch a ball away from somebody. That's what I want to see. And you don't see that in the combines. You don't. You, you don't see how a guy, uh, 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 lineman, knocks off somebody, goes around. You don't see that in the draft. So, so to me, I'll say this. I've said it till I'm blue in the face. I'll say it again. Combines are overrated. They're a necessity for the personnel 
of the various NFL teams. They can go, they can talk to guys, they can watch them up close, do certain things. But when I hear all this business of assessing an NFL draft, like, listen, I was sitting, I was at the Giants facility. I I didn't sit there. I was there for for night one and night two. I wasn't there for uh, rounds um, uh, four through seven. I was there for Thursday's grand opening, number one, first round, and then two and three, the third, and I figured uh, the second round, the second day, uh, I'd watch rounds uh, two and three, you know, at the facility, get a chance to talk to uh, the uh, Joe Shane, the general manager and coach Rob, uh, excuse me, uh, Rob, that's the, the Jets, uh, Brian Dable. And uh, it was very, I found that very interesting, which, by the way, since I mentioned Shane and Dable, I will say this, which really made me feel glad. What I got out of them was they're their own men. They're not going to run scared from the New York media. And to me, just on a personal note, I'm thrilled about that because you know what? It it has happened time and time again. I've seen it. If not so much that I, maybe I shouldn't use the expression run scared, but allow the media to get under their skin. And these guys... Shane and Dable know how to handle them. They, they, to me, they handled it flawlessly. You know, whether questions and, you know, answers, I, I thought they were great. But again, everybody goes nuts. Oh, they had, this person had this draft. Like when I say to you, I think the Giants and Jets had a good, a very good draft. Well, I think they had a very good draft because I looked at they had needs and, you know, the first round is easy. When I say it's easy, you know what your talent is. You know what your talent is. So so that's why I say the first round becomes very easy. I, I maybe I should correct myself. Uh, I shouldn't say very easy, but the first round, you know, everybody knows who the star players are. You don't need to beat the bushes to find out who the star players are. You know that. Giants had, they needed an edge rusher. They got uh, Kayvon uh, Thibodeau. They needed an offensive monster tackle. They got Evan Neal. Jets needed tremendous DB. They got Sauce Gardner. Needed a receiver. They got Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. They got another edge rusher, Jermaine Wilson. I mean, they got three in the first round of Jets. They did well. These guys did well, but these aren't the, the hard assessments. To me, where where the organizations start earning their money really starts on the second day. And, and second day and then moving forward from, from round two, in particular to, from round three through seven. Because now you're picking, picking guys that nobody knows jack shit about. 
Nobody. Let, let me give you another example. The New England Patriots. Now, I'm not a fan of the New England Patriots. Uh, they picked a guy, a guard, from Chattanooga, Cole Strange. Okay? They picked a guard from Chattanooga, the 29th pick overall. All right? Everybody, a lot of people are just mocking it. I shouldn't say everybody, but a whole lot of people are mocking it. You know, I mean, this guy was picked to go like later on, certainly not on the first day. Now, all these experts saying that, who are you going to go with? I don't care if you're the biggest Bill Belichick detractor. Who are you going to go with assessment? Are you going to go with the assessment of Joe Blow, Joe Schmo? Joe, I don't know. Well, you're going to go with the assessment of a six-time Super Bowl champion as a head coach. Forget about, you know, as an assistant coach as well. Who are you going to go with? That's all I'm saying. Somebody, I mean, I couldn't tell you these guys, you know, some of the later draft picks by the Giants. I couldn't tell you, you know, when I hear about them and what their capability is and when I hear uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable tell me you know from a pro giant perspective it excites me because they made the assessment but I can't tell you oh this is forget it they got it made in the shade I, I can't say that I can say, well, look, I feel confident because my confidence is in the new hierarchy of the Giants. I can say that. Yeah, Joe Shane and and, uh, Dable really are happy with these guys. They're real happy. They, They did their knowledge, did well. Okay, I will go with that, but... I'm not going to say, are you kidding me? The Giants, I don't know. That's the crazy thing about this draft. That's why I say it's fun because it is fun. It's it's fun watching. I mean, believe me, I don't know that it's fun for the organizations. I mean, they're sweating this out. I mean, a, a guy like Joe Shane comes. I mean, he comes to coach an historic franchise. I don't care if it's been a dumps the last few years or not losing. He comes to coach the New York football Giants. He's got to rebuild and hope to compete at the same time. And Brian Dable is his coach. I mean, there's a lot of pressure and sweat. These guys are pacing. Their phones are blowing up. And, and watching all that and, and watching the fans and the jibber and the jabber, and, and I get a kick out of it. And the fans going nuts and, and, and the comments, I, I get a kick out of it. But at the same time, it's madness. It is absolutely madness. Like I tweeted out on the first night, I said, it appears, you know, not appears, I said, the Giants knocked it out of the park with the acquisitions of um, Kayvon 
Thibodeau and Evan Neal. But now all they have to do is live up to expectations. Picking it is easy. Finding them living up to expectations becomes the hard part. Now, my gut feeling is they will. Just like my gut feeling is the three first-rounders for the Jets will do the same. But right now it's all on paper. So everybody, I mean, everybody's happy and then then they're reassessing and this guy's got an opinion. And you know what they say about opinions? They're like buttholes. Everybody's got one. End of story. And that, my friends, is the end of this story. It's a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. As always, you can do it on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I'd like to uh, thank, of course, my home here at uh, Believe.com because I keep telling you and telling you, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, I want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, farewell. Have yourselves a great week, everybody, and I hope... As far as your NFL drafts, picks go, I hope all your dreams and fondest wishes come true. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.